and welcome to our second live episode here at Black Rabbit Mead. I am Connor McQuibby. I am your host, as always, and I'm very excited to be here at Black Rabbit Mead as part of the 4th Street Art Project. Thank you. Thank you so much to Will from Black Rabbit Mead for inviting us to do these live episodes here at Black Rabbit I really appreciate the opportunity. It's super fun to be in front of an audience. We did an episode last month with um, Nick Rogers from the Basecamp Music Festival. And this month, I'm very excited to welcome the members of Cosmic Hearts, a sound healing collective. I'll introduce them in just a moment. Before we get to that, a quick shout out to some of my patrons, people who have helped me out to make this show a thing to make this work so thank you very much dj trivia dj trivia does trivia here at black rabbit meet on tuesday nights so if you've not come to play trivia please do so i also host for dj trivia a couple nights a week so go to dj to check out the venues that you can play at thank you so much to dj trivia i also have a patreon account one of the things i'm trying to do with this podcast is bring it to you without a lot of ads without a lot of annoying typical podcast stuff and the way that i'd like to do that is by having an audience supported show so i have a patreon you can find that at patreon.com slash renoites if you want to throw a couple bucks in the virtual tip jar that is a great way to help support the show uh, so thank you so much to my patrons for helping to make this show possible and thank you so much for the audience for being here tonight coming out to a live taping i really appreciate you being here love it love it thank you so much so I would love to now introduce our guest this month for our live taping of Renoites. It is the Sound Healing Collective Cosmic Hearts. I will introduce them one at a time. They all play different instruments, and I'd love to let you learn a little bit about them before we jump into the questions. First, Cheryl Bowers. Welcome to Renoites. Thank you so much for being here. So, t- so tell, me, uh, tell me what you play. Tell me what you do for uh, Cosmic Hearts musically. Um, yeah, so thank you for having us. It's such an honor and pleasure, and we're so excited to be doing something different and and having a platform to continue sharing about <clears throat> the magic that is sound healing and sound baths. Um, let's see. As a sound healer in the sound baths, I play and orchestrate the and conduct essentially the... Um, flow of the sound that we create together as a group with all different kinds of instruments Mm -hmm. by doing a lot of pointing and weird facial expressions (laughs) to everybody in my group (laughs) saying play this instrument play that but with my eyeballs (laughs) so you're basically conducting the event conducting yeah orchestrating for sure Mm -hmm. and uh, mainly what i play well I essentially I play a lot of instruments but I'm a vocalist I'm a singer I've been singing my whole life um, in choir and and just in different realms of the singing world so um, I do a lot of vocal harmonizing with the crystal bowls that I play and then I um, also sing along with like for example um, Chaz here who will play the guitar or um, if I'm playing my hand drum chanting um i i typically don't sing words i actually would say i don't Mm -hmm. that that's um not really in the practice in the flow it's more of more of like a channeled um yeah chanting that's the best word to say yeah um so i play the crystal bowls metal uh tibetan um bowls a lot of percussion instruments um, which include chimes, drums, shakers, rattles, things like that. And then... Yeah, what did you, what did you bring with you today? <laughs> so today I brought this um, rattle that I got at this really weird African store in San Francisco that I learned that they do, like, sacrificial, like, animal blood sacrifices in the back room when I was there. <laughs> I was like told by someone like go pick up a cool shaker there and I was like cool like went in and they saw the altar and they're like we just did a sacrifice last night and I was like I need to go <laughs> no that's how you know it's legit right totally legit so they said use this instrument every time you open any kind of ceremony 
Um, it's just a beautiful uh, shaker made from a wood type of gourd, and um, that's what it sounds like. Excellent. And, and at, the, at the end of our episode, we'll get to hear all this stuff together as well. Yeah, and then this is a... Um, these, there's five different metals that create this bowl. This particular bowl is in the frequency of the heart chakra, which for some of you that probably know, and then some of you that do not know, it's just a wheel energy center in our heart. So... Very peaceful, very calming. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, the resonance is just has a lovely way of getting your mind to kind of turn off. Excellent. Well, I'm yeah, I'm excited to learn more about kind of how all these instruments come together. Also with us in the Cosmic Hearts Collective is Johnny Cosmic. Cosmic comes from the name Johnny Cosmic. Welcome, Johnny. Thanks for being here. Thanks. What up? What up, Reno? Keep keeping it, Reno. <laughs> Reno A up. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, Johnny. So you play the didgeridoo. That's you've been playing didgeridoo for what twenty years or something, right? Twenty, 20 years, yeah. That's 20 great. Years. So, uh, do you want to play a second? Let us hear. I think most people know what a didgeridoo sounds like. But let's hear uh, just for a second what uh, yeah. what your didge sounds like. Thank you very much, and we'll we'll come we'll come back to talk a little bit more about the didgeridoo in particular and kind of what you do with Cosmic Hearts. But we have another member of Cosmic Hearts with us as well. Uh, give it up for Chaz Allen. Chaz, thank you for being here. So welcome, Chaz. And I th I understand you have a relatively new instrument that you just got or just uh, have uh, have introduced to the the sound bath. So. Uh, what is this thing that you're about to play and uh, and uh, play it for us for a sec? Yeah, this is the hand pan, and thanks for having us on. You know, this is a lot of fun, and Black Rabbit, thank you, appreciate that. This is this is a great time. Um, so this is the hand pan, um, and it is a really interesting instrument. It looks like a UFO, kind of sounds like a UFO too. So I'll play it a little bit for you. Yeah, if you want a little bit more of that, come out to our sound baths, and uh, <laughs> it'll be really magical Ab then. Absolutely. So, so I keep around. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I'll start with you, Cheryl. So for people who don't know what a sound bath is, I am one of those people. I do not really know what a sound bath is, but you have an event coming up on Sunday. It's a cosmic brunch. It's a sound bath and vendor fair and a lot of stuff. Can you just start by telling us what to expect if we come to a Cosmic Hearts event? What is it like? What is the music like? What is the vibe? Uh, how would you describe it to someone who has no idea what a sound bath is? One of my favorite questions to answer. So a sound bath is a beautiful experience on multiple dimensions, multiple layers of um, the senses. You have, of course, sound. Um, for many different instruments, vibration, which is feeling. Um, as, like we tend to also have a lot of different um, burnable, um, you know, sage, Palo Santo, things like that. And then we use essential oils so you get scent. And then we'll do um, some visual stuff as well sometimes where we'll provide um, maybe some kind of graphic or I did one at the planetarium, which was really cool. Um, so yeah, it's really about just inherently like trying to have this multifaceted experience that stimulates all these different sensory um, parts of you know being human and the goal is that you want to recalibrate the nervous system so bringing back the nervous system into a state of um, 
like relaxation and calm and and then also allowing the brain waves to go into a state of meditative uh, frequencies mm-hmm. um, so that's a little more scientific we won't really get into that because that can be a little confusing and yeah, well, you know I, I, in layman's terms like it's really just about coming to experience what it is that you're looking for through the communal aspect which is gathering with people in a space mm-hmm. together um, which is a huge part of it because when you're in the space with other people it's just like that much more powerful when you're collectively having an intention of doing you know work that like bringing your body to relax to having some kind of you know emotional releases which happens a lot with this the sound and moving energy through your body so yeah, yeah. that's kind of the basic idea yeah I, I think that the um you mentioned you don't necessarily want to get too much in the weeds on the science, but I do think it's kind of interesting because yeah. the uh, it's not just sound baths, but I understand there's a lot of interest in music and not just music, but just even kind of uh, like white noise type sounds that have like binaural beats and these kind of things that have an effect on the the brain waves and the brain chemistry and the, the way your brain works. So it's not just about the music and, oh, this sounds good or this sounds pretty, but it actually does something to the way your your brain is functioning correct yes it has um our brain responds to frequencies and there are different frequencies in um you know that go through many different layers of a scale and with each frequency that attunement to the body has an effect like a scientifically specific to this is how it will make your body react. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's powerful because if you use certain frequencies, you can tap into healing properties. You can tap into, um, you know, there's white noise like you mentioned. There's also something called brown noise, which is a little bit more for relaxing the mind. White noise is a little bit more for like taking your mind out of like a, um, from it distracts your mind. So it's actually still activating, which a lot of people don't know about that. Switch your white noise to brown noise. You'll thank me later <laughs> if you're trying to go to sleep and stuff right. like that. <laughs> so what's um, like what's the difference between a sound bath and kind of the the sound healing and just like a, a music experience or a concert? Like people go to listen to music live. They go to concerts, but this has obviously different properties. We talked a little bit about the um, you know the the waves and the frequencies. Is that really what makes the difference, or um, is it also the environment? Kind of, what's the difference between traditional live music, you're playing instruments live, and a sound bath or healing kind of environment? Um, I would say most, uh, the most significant difference is that in a sound bath, it is extremely about being in a um, receptive space so the room everybody lies down which is the most comfortable so that you're not fidgeting you're not pulling yourself out of what you're trying to um, essentially you know go into which is like a meditative state of mind and body and being Um, so that is like a huge part because of course with live music it's much more about like releasing energy you know and experiencing like that energy from the band and from the audience that like energizes you and then you want to dance and you want to move and you want to talk and you want to scream and you want to shout and that's like a really beautiful thing mm-hmm. and you probably want to do those things in sound baths but like that kind of um part of the sound bath is mostly about laying down being in a meditative state everyone you know i would say more than everybody wants to have their eyes closed so that they can really not be distracted. Mm-hmm. And um, the, you know, both are musical therapy, of course. Um, there's no difference in that you're hearing sounds and you're receiving frequencies. Um, I think it's just, I think it's just essentially the meditative part and the mm-hmm. being still so that you're able to actually go into a place where you're, where you're not um, using your body and movement to release energy, you're actually just like allowing it to passively happen through listening to the sounds. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I do know in, in concerts, you're right, there's a lot of kind of outward energy and the meditation and the quiet. It's, it's interesting to think of meditation is traditionally thought of as like a quiet activity. You try to find this silence and this peace and the sound baths have a lot of noise and music. Yeah, because uh, it's not actually, meditation can be anything. You can, you can 
you can be washing dishes, you can be meditating. Um, I think Chaz could be a great person to touch on that. Yeah, you know, I, I've seen it looked at really in more of an active and a passive state for meditation too, you know, like, like you're saying washing dishes or, you know, playing music, you could be playing guitar and really be into a meditative zone. Um, and I, I think both of them have, you know, their, their benefits, right? You know, really, because I, I really enjoy, you know, sitting there doing nothing and having that experience too. Um, but you know, like the sound baths are really unique because Cheryl also does just um, individual sound baths, right? You know, and it's more like sound healing, more one-on-one. And the sound bath is really like this collective of us that, as we'll talk here in a little bit with this cosmic roadmap wavelength where we come together as a collective healing unit to help, you know, the masses that are in front of us. You know, so it's really, really awesome to see and feel that balance. I started uh, receiving from the Cosmic Hearts a couple of years ago and then just got really interested and now I'm super grateful to be a part of it because it is such a collective unit that really helps us get into, right, the, the theta brainwave frequency, which is the meditative brainwave frequency. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I think that that is, uh, it is cool that it's got this combination of it is communal, but it is also individual. It is uh, with totally. music and sound, but it is also uh, introspective and quiet. That kind of like these uh, these dichotomies kind of working together is, I think, probably creates a really interesting and unique space that most people haven't really experienced, right? Well, and it's also one of the main things I think that we find is um, when do we give ourselves permission to not do anything for an hour? Mm-hmm. And then also <laughs> to try to not be thinking about our grocery list and our backyard work and our garden and our kids and our babysitters and our whatever's, you know, all mm-hmm. the things. So um, it's really great for that because it is passive. When you hear these frequencies, it entrains your brain and it captivates like literally your brain into these frequency states that create you to go into a meditative uh, process. And so, Cheryl, you also do body work and massage. Can you talk a little bit about how that uh, kind of works with or is a part of the healing that you do and with the sound therapy? Like, how do those things work together and how did they, um, those work both together at Cosmic Hearts, if that's part of um, the Cosmic Hearts experience, and also just in your kind of individual practice? How have you integrated sound therapy into your body work practices? Um, yes, yeah, so it's been almost eight years and I've been massaging for 12. So it didn't take me long to use the practices of music and in, incorporate it into my, into my bodywork um, profession. And I've been a singer my whole life and I've been in choirs and I did community college music classes and all kinds of just, yeah, lots of experience in, in singing and, and music. And so... Um, it just went hand in hand, and as soon as I had an experience with uh, um, s- some tuning forks, I just knew that I wanted to know what they were and and do everything I could to try to like have them in my life and have them in my practice. And then it just opened this beautiful uh, door to incorporating music and sound with the tuning forks, which we will talk a little bit about and bringing that into my my bodywork practice which then just turned into oh well now i should buy crystal bowls and metal bowls and gongs and why don't i just start doing sound baths because i sing and i love performing and this is a different kind of performance and one that i can really get behind because everybody's eyes are closed and so i don't have to like really be performing and people aren't watching me which made it a lot easier to to be able to have a lot more confidence when i'm singing and not feeling that pressure Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, the tuning forks, and I know that's a big part of acutonics, which is something that you do, uh, which most people probably are not that familiar with. But the way that it, I understand it, it's kind of like similar to acupuncture, acupressure, but using sound and tuning forks to kind of activate similar results in the body. Can you just talk a little bit about what acutonics is and kind of how that works? Yeah. So um, it's a program created by a couple of acupuncturists, and they're so much more than that, I should say. And um, these two amazingly, yeah, just brilliant women, and they live in New Mexico. They went from using acupuncture with needles, and then they decided, what if we take tuning forks and we use those instead of needles on the 
the acupuncture points in the meridian systems, which are the energy lines in our body that are related to all the organs, um, which essentially, when you're trying to do healing work in your body, you want to focus on the organs because once you get those in balance, then that balances your body into a healthy state. So with that being said, having um, the tuning forks as a tool, an instrument, you also can incorporate other parts that you learn in this in this school about um, Chinese uh, medicine as a whole. You learn you learn and you dabble in that. You kind of learn more like shamanic practices, which are really intuitive things that you yourself will discover. It's not something you can necessarily teach, but you can have a roadmap for it. And then um, and then you learn about all the instruments that they have. Um, they actually are the ones that created the. Um, gongs that they work together with this ginormous company that makes tons of gongs called paste and other all the symbols and things like that for drums and so their gongs are tuned to the planets which is hard to explain <laughs> but um we'll just leave it at that <laughs> um so yeah acutonics it's a really beautiful program that is open to the public it's not specific to being a body worker or you don't have to have any acupuncture school and um and uh it's just been extremely beneficial and it's opened my life to so many amazing opportunities mm-hmm. do you find that people who are hesitant about needles or who are uncomfortable with maybe the idea of acupuncture it's more accessible or uh, maybe like a better fit for certain people than uh, other types of body work or acupuncture, those type of things? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that people would get tuning forks because they're maybe afraid of needles. I think, I think there's a lot of fear in general around these practices that um, will bring things up that a lot of people have a hesitation to face because mm-hmm. we as humans do these <laughs> do these things that we call habits that allow us to kind of look away from the things we don't want to fa- fa- face <laughs> so i would say like more than anything it's just the unknown is really difficult and yeah it taps into a lot of like insecurity and fear so it's just like having the proper uh people that do them to sharing the right information and getting people encouraged to try new things is really difficult mm-hmm. um so it's very challenging regardless if it's a needle or a tuning fork i think it's pretty similar yeah yeah, yeah just new experiences for a lot of people right Excellent. Well, Johnny, you're here as well, and you're the uh, the cosmic of cosmic hearts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so um, you brought a didgeridoo with you. You played didgeridoo for us for a second. Can you talk a little bit about the didgeridoo? You've played for a long time, and it's a big part of these sound baths. What is it about the didgeridoo, both that appeals to you personally, just as an instrument that you've been playing for a long time, and uh, as a part of the sound baths? Is there anything particular about the didgeridoo, the sound that it makes, the way that it works, that makes it particularly suitable or important for these type of events? Yeah, um, the didgeridoo is like one of the oldest instruments on Earth. Um, It's basically a root um, from a eucalyptus tree that the Aborigines figured out that um, after termites have uh, dug it out, to tear up and play and the aborigines used to use it for dream time um and to get into more of like um their dream time and um breath work basically um and yeah it's such a fascinating i was so you know fascinated with it um when i figured it out when i came across the didgeridoo when I was 18 um, that it just it just grew on me and I knew that I needed to learn how to play this and with the circular breathing and breath work as well Mm -hmm. because it it takes tremendous amount of breath work um, and it's a very grounding instrument you know it's it's a I think it's a wind instrument um, yeah, it's very grounding, and and both my digits are in the key, in the keys of um, D, which is your sacral chakra. Um, so, yeah, they're definitely grounding. Yeah, it's, and I used to start before all of this. 
um, I would, I was a triathlete, I was a triathlete, and I'd play the didgeridoo before my triathlons. And so when we were getting ready to do the swimming part, I'd be there in a group of like 50 people playing this didge, you know, getting ready to swim, you know, a mile and a half. <clears throat> Such a Johnny move. <laughs> Such a Johnny. Yeah. So you know, it was for the longest time. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I like got you know, but I just kept playing it. Um, but it's just, it's just such a it's amazing instrument, you know. It's raw. Yeah, you mentioned the circular breathing, which is the thing that I know most about didgeridoo. Is you have to do this thing where you're breathing out while you're breathing in at the same time. A lot of instruments you have to do that. Um, and another thing that I know you're familiar with is the Wim Hof method, which is uh, exposure to kind of extreme heat and cold and also breath work and kind of like building willpower sort of in various ways. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what Wim Hof is and kind of how it ties into the, the breathing with the didgeridoo and, um, and just what the, what the interest or appeal is in Wim Hof for you and uh, how, it's, how it's worked for you? Yeah, and, and Wim, Hof, Wim Hof is all, you know, it's all about breath work. And that's what he, you know, he teaches if, if anyone's interested and goes and checks his YouTubes out or, you know, I took the fundamental, his first, his fundamental course, um, but it has a lot to do with breath work. And when I was taking this course, I was like, oh, wow, like I've already been doing this for the last 20 years, like this breath work. Um, and there's like a process that, that he teaches you before you know, you go into the cold water a certain way to breathe you know, breathe in and breathe out before you enter, you know, 30 degree cold water. And with the didge, actually this winter, I went into Lake Tahoe, New Year's Day, um, New Year's Day, two o'clock, there was five feet of snow on lake level. And I went into the lake with my didgeridoo for about seven minutes out in the water and played my didge. And it was awesome. That's, that's wild. <laughs> it was so <laughs> rad. Yeah, that's, that's very, very impressive. Yeah, he's going. He's a go, he has a goal. Tell us your goal. Yeah, well, there there actually is an ice record to beat. Um, right now, the record is three hours and eighteen minutes submerged in ice. Um, it's this guy wow. from Poland, and um, maybe in the near future, I would like to try to break that record. Whoa. Yeah. So. Good luck. And what's the time frame you want to do it in? Four hours and 20 minutes. <laughs> Four hours and 20 minutes. No <laughs> significance at all. But it's all, it's breath work, you know, it's, it's really, it's really breathing and um, bringing your body into that state of mind, you know, and, and everything is done through the breath. Which, which we don't, it's funny because we don't breathe. Like, you know, as humans, like we're always, we actually don't breathe so much. We need to breathe more. <laughs> well, and like, sure yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you mean? So, I mean, obviously we all breathe kind of like automatically. That's part totally, of it, you know, to stay alive. We're obviously breathing at least to some degree. But, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but what do you mean by we don't breathe? Is but there... like taking deep breaths, you know, like we, you know, like, uh, like actually like breathing in, through your nose and out through your mouth, like actually taking deep breaths and utilizing the lung space that we have, you know, utilizing, cause I've, I've done a lot of this with the didge. I've even, I'm even up to almost four minutes of holding my breath underwater, you know, and I keep training myself, but um, yeah, it's just, you know, getting that breath work dialed in it, it, um, it makes things a little easier and plus it's calming for the mind you know calming for the body and i think that's why i like playing the dig a lot too is is not only am i you know giving out these vibrations with the dig but my I, myself i'm giving back to myself yeah. at the same is, time is uh breathwork part of the cosmic heart sound bath experience are you guiding people in breathing exercises is that part of the sound baths? No, not really at all. We could be. We could, yeah. And we, I have done that. Before. Yeah, we we definitely. I mean, we do some we do some oming after you know after the sound bath is over and stuff. But I mean, we possibly could do you know breath work before people go into their you know shavasana, um, lying down. And um, what I always tell people when they come to a, a new person that comes to a sound bath, they're like, "What do I do?" I'm like. 
you do nothing. I want you to just go to bed. <laughs> They're like, what? Go to I'm sleep. like, I'm like, go to sleep. Just Take yeah. Just and and Charlie I don't know. Charlie always if, says it's good when people snore, but I can't. Yeah, it. yeah, that's when you know you're. you're it's so distracting. It is just. It is distracting, but then you know, like you're like, wow, we they're in it. we yeah, they're gone. They are. We we did our we did our job. That's when we kind of slowly just kick them on their side. <laughs> but um, it's yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's I'm just kidding. It's pretty. It's it, a role. It's pretty it's fascinating, role. like that, for them to, you know, get into that get into that uh, meditation you know and that's our that's you know getting that's like the whole point is just relaxing just going to bed and relaxing and what you know you you can actually be deaf and still come to a sound bath and receive the same benefits um, through vibrations all these instruments are vibrations mm -hmm. you know yeah they're emitting yeah. a frequency mm -hmm. that you still embody yeah, exactly. Uh, like I mentioned, so you're half of the name of Cosmic Hearts. How did you and uh, Cheryl get to know each other and become this? Uh, how did you start working together? Well, I think I in 2012, I created a company called Shocker Village, where I created seven Native American teepees that I, I hand-pulled every single pole and had a friend uh, sew the canvases for me and I tra traveled the festival circuit um, such as like lightning in a bottle, symbiosis, bhakti fest, shakti fest, prana fest, burning man um, and another various festivals where I'd set up these seven teepees each teepee representing a chakra and then in the heart chakra um, during the festival at 11 11 a.m. and 11 11 p.m. we do sound healings um, and it was totally amazing. And um, my first experience was the Bounce Festival, um, which our good friend Steve Emmerich um, said, "Yeah, let's you know, let's do it. Set up these teepees." And then I ha and then I was just setting up the teepees. My whole idea was just my vision was just build these teepees, set them up. I had no intention of doing sound healings. You know, I, I really wasn't into sound healings at that point. But I had a really good friend named Massimo this little star child kid who came up to me and was like, hey, can I do sound healings in your heart chakra? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> and then after that, I'm like, what are you doing for the next six months? Do you want to go on tour? He's like, yes. And so that's how that all started and how I got into sound healings and bowls and, you know, the last, you know, five years of doing that, you know, it was, it was super amazing. And at the same time, Cheryl was doing her sound, sound healings at festivals and events and everything. And I think and then it, I came and did a graduation ceremony at your yoga training. Yep. And we reconnected. Yep. Yep, and that's kind of like then we're I like I do that too. Yeah, and they're like let's let's join for forces, you know, and I I think we're on year 2. 3. Year 3 of Cosmic Hearts. It's all history from there. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And also Chaz, you're with us too, Chaz Allen. My understanding is that during Cosmic Hearts you do energy healing, which I know very very little about. So can you just talk a little bit about what uh, energy work is and kind of how you engage in energy work with attendees at Cosmic Hearts and what does that look like? Yeah, totally. Um, so I um, started with Cosmic Hearts doing energy healing, I think over a year ago now. Um, so oh, one year anniversary of Cosmic Hearts, all right. Um, and yeah, so um, I had reached out to Cheryl and said, hey, do you need help with you know energy healing? And that's kind of been my jam. I've been doing it for about 10 years now. Um, and so ultimately with energy healing on that scale with that with that many people is you, you kind of set up a grid for the space, right? So you set up, um, ultimately you ground down the corners of the building and you set up this toroidal field that helps the energy move and flow through everyone and the whole experience. Um, and so I started doing that and I've been working a lot more with um, mudras, you know, and pretty much symbols with your hand that help, uh, you know, promote different uh, types of healing or different types of flow of the energy. And um, it was so funny after our first one, <laughs> Cheryl and Johnny came over like, "What are you doing? Some Doctor Strange shit over there?" Like, <laughs> what? Okay. He was. <laughs> He was. And I was like, well, We yeah. had footage of him. It was like, <laughs> you're like, oh, man. 
<laughs> and then, of course, too, we were like, you are so it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, can you come back, please? Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, so ultimately just kind of helping the whole uh, space um, flow and move the energy. Like we had talked earlier, you know, it is a collective experience, but it also is an individual experience too. And so in that space with, you know, 30 to 60 people, everyone's having a certain different release um, of, of energy, right? It could be traumatic, it could be open. Well, could, right, because our bodies are... Right, energy. energy. Right, our body, our energy and the... I mean, everything is energy, and we can go down that route for three days straight. But um, yeah, and so that's kind of the big thing that I learned um, over the last couple of years is how to like grid a space and make sure the stuff, the energy that was coming out of people, was actually starting to ground in instead of moving into the person next to you. Hmm. Um, so that's kind of how and where I started with the cosmic hearts in the energy realm, and then. Um, we needed some more musicians, and I told Cheryl, like, hey, I play music. She's like, no, you don't. And I was like, yeah, I do. She's like, come and play one. And, and then I played, and she's like, okay, you're off energy healing duty. Yeah. Yep. yeah. You're a musician with us now. And now lead Yeah. Is the ability to do energy healing, is that something that uh, like anyone could do if they learned it? Is it something that people have a more ability to do? Uh, again, as someone who doesn't know that much about this, like, is that um, is it an innate skill? Is it something learnable? Uh, what has your experience been as far as that as a as a skill or ability or a trainable uh, bit of knowledge? I don't know. What is what is your understanding of how it works uh, for individuals? Are you particularly special, or can anyone do it if they learn? Oh, he's definitely special. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you, first off. <laughs> and yeah, it is very much an innate ability in everyone. Right, and, um, and, and that's kind of really the way that I try to express that to everyone. Um, because the, the, like Cheryl just said, you know, everything and everyone is energy, right? So it's really just tapping into your innate abilities to move and flow the energy. Um, and, and ultimately, as you do more research, you start to see, um, as we talked about the chakras a little bit ago, they're really the energetic epicenters of your body, right? And really, they help promote and share and open the energy um, in certain capacities and spaces, which then resonate out to your aura, right? Is, is a, and the more technical term is your toroidal field, right? And that is the energy flow of the whole human being or the whole living being, ultimately. Um, toroidal being like territory, or what is that? Like, uh, like, like Taurus. Yeah, the Taurus coming out of you. Yeah, it it looks exactly like if you Earth. if you cut an apple in half, you it's it's exactly how an apple grows, right? There's this core in the center, and it grows out, and it's kind of sprouts out the top and goes around. And everyone has that. We all have that individually. You know, and an ant has it, right? Every a plant has it. So so really, yes, it is innate across everyone and I I definitely feel you know like some of us will take it to a further extent the way that I've kind of seen it and I put it is we have more like residential healers right so you're only healing like yourself or your friends or your family or the people close to you and then I think I would be considered more of a like a commercial healer right I can I can you know work with big groups of people and energy and um, and that's kind of the way that I've seen it so like I don't technically necessarily think I'm special. I think I'm just more of the commercial healer that can help flow. On oh my a- God, you're so much more. <laughs> Thank you. Well, so so we just talked to Johnny about Wim Hof and these kind of extreme sensory experiences of super duper cold, super duper hot, just like generally like extreme sensory experiences. The other thing that you do is healing one, which is a sensory deprivation float. Uh, experience right Right. which is the complete opposite of the (laughs) overwhelming senses uh but i've heard a lot about these sensory deprivation and float tanks as a way to uh you know have a very different experience in meditation than uh than without so can you talk a little bit about floating and sensory deprivation and uh and how that kind of factors into your your practice and uh uh and how how it all works yeah absolutely um so, like I said, I've been doing healing for a really long time, and um, I kind of had to download it a while ago to uh, start healing centers or a healing center, and that's where Healing One was born and came about, and I started tapping into, okay, what does a healing center look like in my eyes and my vision, and, you know, 
I knew energy healing was going to be a part of it and massage therapy and oxygen therapy and infrared sauna and all these kind of things, cold plunge. And I was looking for, you know, like, like a base, right? Really like something grounded and rooted in this. And then I came across sensory deprivation and, uh, was like, Oh my God, that's, that's the thing. Right. And, uh, it's pretty funny because, uh, I, my first flow, I, totally hallucinated, totally freaked out, didn't like it at all. I was like, get me out of this thing, see you later. Um, and the guy, um, I came out and the guy told me, he's like, hey man, you gotta try it a couple times, it's unlike anything you've ever done before. Um, it's most like, you know, uh, floating in outer space or being in the womb again, which, you know, good luck with those. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, really ultimately what it is, it's about 12 to 1600 pounds of Epsom salt um, dissolved into two to 300 gallons of water heated to your external body temperature. So internal 98.6, external is about 93.5. We keep it a little warmer, about 94 degrees. Um, and so, yeah, the idea is you go in there and you just rest and relax. You can stretch out, you float in about 11 inches of water, and you really just get to completely zone out and disconnect. And the way that I put it to people a lot is, you know, we, we, love, we love music and we love sound and we love concerts and, and all of these things. And we also love being in our bed and there's no music and there's no light and there's no nothing. Um, really, so it's really just balancing that yin-yang energy within ourselves. Um, and that's why I love it so much. I, you know, like I get in there about once a week or every other week and I literally say when I shut the door, I'm like, bye world. Bye. I'm the same way. I go. I'm probably one of his best clients. John, Johnny comes uh, all the time. Mark. Yeah, he's. Well, and then, like, talk about the magnesium element too. Well, and, and that's really the the thing that is really needs to be talked about more. Is you know, there's really two big main benefits. I mean, there's a million benefits going on there, but two big main ones is the what we're talking about: the decompression of the light, the sound, the gravity. Right, what helps your uh, brainwave frequency drop into the theta state. Um, which it is really important to go through all four brainwave frequencies every single day. The healthiest minds go through all four of those, which floating helps with that, meditation helps with that. That's why it's so um, promoted and put out there. And, um, you know, the other thing is you're laying in, like I said, 12 to 1600 pounds of Epsom salt. Well, Epsom salt is magnesium sulfate. Um, the statistics are 90% of Americans are magnesium deficient, and it plays a role in over 800 biochemical functions of your body. So as you're laying there and resting and relaxing and, and decompressing, ultimately you're absorbing the mineral magnesium, which is uh, so amazing for you, we literally don't even know. Um, so a lot of times, you know, like I'll stay an extra half an hour or so in my float, mainly just to make sure I get uh, magnesium and uptake. Um, and we even have a, a, like a supplement called Ancient Minerals where you spray it on your skin or use lotion and you really absorb that magnesium so um, those two things are really important to recognize in that space you're not just laying there and relaxing and decompressing but you're also absorbing this mineral um, that that helps you so much yeah yeah you mentioned the kind of uh, being able to zone out and disconnect which you mentioned also Cheryl is this opportunity there's not many opportunities in our lives to just kind of have permission to turn everything off and I feel like a sensory deprivation tank really puts you in a like a physical position where you have all the permission in the world to tune the rest of the world out. Oh, it is so literally not there, right? <laughs> yeah. You say, people, you say it's it uncomfortable? so uncomfortable. Have I'm you, one of those people. Have you done the end? I've, I've, never, I've never done I it. I highly recommend it. Yeah, I mean, it I'm is curious. So good for you. Even being an athlete, like it is, it's amazing for sore muscles. Like, you, like it, there's so many benefits. Well, and that's kind of what I was saying. It, 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 even my first float was really rough, and I have now shifted and changed my entire life, geared my whole life towards floating and sensory deprivation. It's just like any practice. It's like you just have to keep right. chipping away at it, and most things that are good for you, you probably are going to not be like, oh, this is, you know, right. something I want to do every single day when, you know, your mind's telling you, well, but you could be like out to dinner with your friends or you could you, know. <laughs> you could be on your phone or you could be yeah. watching Netflix yeah. or all these different things. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, you know, in meditation and yoga too, right? You don't go to one yoga class and you're like pulling off handstands and, mm -hmm. you know, crushing it or same with meditation. You sit in meditation once you're not going to reach Zen enlightenment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, 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 it's a practice. It's, it's a, called a practice. It's a, a reason, practice. Right? Well, it's 
crowd hailing ceremonies are practiced too. Very similar. Yeah. Many people come and they their first experience is like, oh, it's so hard, you know, of course, for people to sit still, number one. It's literally the number one thing. Oh, it's so hard for me to sit still. And it's like, well, that is a part of the process of continuing to show up and coming to um, to the sound baths consistently. Mm-hmm. Because the more that you practice it, the better you will become at being able to sit still. What I like when you talk to people and talk in the sound baths where you're like, hey, if you're uncomfortable, like sit with that too. Yeah. If you're comfortable, eat, it's easy to sit with it and easy to relax into it, you know, but if you're uncomfortable, you know. We just say breathe into it and, you mm-hmm. know, take nice deep breaths. And then if it's like so uncomfortable, you need to move. That's okay too. Mm-hmm. There's no rules um, other than like don't disturb everybody. Right. And don't snore apparently. <laughs> or snore quietly, I guess. If I you try. Yeah. Uh, so, so back to the the Cosmic Hearts events. So, your collective events feature a variety of participants, different vendors. Uh, so, what is the community like in Reno? Again, as kind of like an outsider to the wellness world, can you just talk a little bit about Reno as a city that is good for this type of wellness work, this type of healing work? Uh, obviously we're growing, we're changing a lot. And I imagine that for events like this, it matters where you're doing it, right? Some places might be more amenable to it. Some places might not. So what's the Reno wellness world like? Um, and then also at the events themselves, uh, what you, I know you have different, uh, participants every time you have different featured kind of guests or artists. Uh, so can you talk about both of those things? Kind of like what is Reno's wellness scene like? Uh, that's not really the best word for it, but we'll call it that anyways. And, uh, and who's coming to cosmic hearts and kind of what goes into choosing, uh, who's going to be featured or who's going to be a guest person at a cosmic hearts event. I would say my number one thing to start off with that um, answer is my goal is actually to absolutely tap into a wellness world with people that are inherently more drawn to wellness practices and are um, in search of going outside of their comforts or intrigued by what maybe a sound bath is or what a float tank is. Um, of course, we all have our different you know, interests and things that, that uh, we're gravitating towards, but my number one goal is to create an audience and to, to expand beyond just wellness. Like I'm actually hoping that somebody that comes to a sound bath has never experienced anything in the wellness world and that they're just like resonating with the fact that like they're maybe struggling with stress and they don't know where to turn and they have heard had like cotton word that this is a good way to do it and they are terrified and then they come and they have this like amazing experience and then now they're um they're in you know everybody comes and that's exactly what happens it's like 99.9 percent of the time you're like I will be coming back every month, and this is amazing. Um, and then, you know, that 0.1% is like, man, that was really hard. And then even those people end up coming around and coming back. But um, it is beautiful to be a part of a community. We definitely have a following. We definitely do have a, um, a community of people that seek to continue to um, incorporate wellness as their not only their uh, practices for self-care but also for community for friendship for um, yeah for gathering for experiences that they can elevate beyond just like um, you know I don't know social social things that are of not the norm mm-hmm. I guess is the best way to say it yeah and what kind of people do you bring into the sound baths and the events all walks of life. All walks of life. We have people constantly. I'm I'm kind of the point of contact, and I have people constantly reaching out. Can I bring my mom? Can I bring yeah. my grandma? Can I bring my sister? Can I bring my <laughs> boyfriend? Would it be weird if I brought my kid? Is it okay if my kid's ten? He'll totally be chill. Is is it okay if he comes? Like he loves sound bass. I'm like, wow, well that's rad. Yeah, <laughs> and we've had a lot of kids actually, and they're just. Sometimes they'll just sit up and just a watch us the whole time. A lot of kids just watch us. So yeah, they'll they're just so they'll just cute. be sitting there, just like 
Every and then they want to. <laughs> and you're like, I could go buy them, and you're just like. And then as soon as you're done, they're like right there, like. What is that? Can yeah, that? yeah. They're so <laughs> intrigued. It's, I we we actually love it when kids. And are it's gone. pretty cool. But yeah, all walks of life. Um, definitely does kind of move into a category of like a wellness community. But again, really big part of what we are all definitely I can speak for all of us very passionate about is like expanding beyond anything that's like creating you know any kind of a barrier between like what is wellness and what is not wellness mm -hmm. yeah yeah and you have featured artists or performers or people each event right what's what's coming up on this so you have an event this coming sunday so we're recording this on on wednesday the 27th you have the cosmic brunch at the cypress on sunday um so oh just cypress not the cypress good to know uh, so at Cyprus on Sunday, so you have a, a featured performer of some kind, and then you also have not just the sound bath, but a a bunch of stuff around it, right? You have stuff afterwards, you have a vendor thing. So can you talk a little bit about, outside of the sound bath, what else is going on at Cosmic Absolutely. Um, I am a visionary in all all realms. I, I literally can't just be all like, realms. let's just do <laughs> one thing. I'm like, let's do everything you could possibly fit into this one event. <laughs> The Cypress is only so big, so reel it back we can't in. have 400 people in there playing music. Yeah. Um, so it it was a vision that was like, how cool would it be to, you know, once you get people, because like it's so hard to show up to these things, just like you hear a lot of yoga teachers say, like, you're in a yoga class that you've never been, you show up. They're like, showing up is the hardest part. I think I hear that in almost every yoga class. And it's so true. And it is so hard. But once you're there, you're like, and you're finished with the yoga class, you're like, wow, I'm so glad I did that. Sound healing is very similar in that way. And so um, I think I'm like, you know, my vision behind that is like, okay, well, we have them here. Like, we can't let them go. We got we to do more things while we have them, you know? <laughs> so that's kind of like mainly why I'm like, well, they're here. So what can we do next before like they just want to leave and walk out the door? And what like, how can we elevate their experience even more? And so in my mind, it was like, well, let's add a little movement. So it's morning time versus an evening, which we do. Cosmic brunch is a brunch time, you know? 10 a.m. yoga, 11 a.m. sound bath, 12 to 3 becomes like oven to the public. We have a food truck. There's like elixirs, non-alcoholics, and other alcoholic beverages for those that enjoy those types of things. And then uh, a bunch of just wellness vendors. Um, I really wanted to highlight artists, creatives, and wellness uh, businesses, small business, um, and and just like have a place where people can gather and meet new wellness providers and service providers and have an opportunity to probably likely like meet and and experience something that without having bringing all those things together under one roof they won't necessarily like come across so I, i'm just just really just like utilizing that opportunity to like the max so that's where the whole vision came from. So we'll have a featured artist, which this particular uh, Cosmic Brunch is Crystal. Her name, she goes by Crystal with a K. She's a beautiful um, painter. She also does poetry. So she's going to be reading live like poetry for us. Um, and then we also have um, Reiki practitioners, energy work that... Um, We'll introduce different local practitioners which we like to go through and always open up to people in the community that's like another big part of cosmic hearts is it's this beautiful rotating um, wheel of opportunity where we can bring different healers in and continue to have like guest live painters like one of our very special friends that comes pretty often Jamie Dara and uh, she happens to be here supporting this lovely experience today. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's kind of mainly the Cosmic Branch, and in, we're this is our third one, and it's just gonna keep growing and building, and 
One of the cool things that I love the most about it is each time we're going to feature and collaborate with a with a small business or a business in locally in Reno that is uh, centered around the core values of what Cosmic Arts is about, which is just like gathering and helping support in a compassionate way for people to feel good about themselves and do work that is hard, but that they can like learn to do and understand that like they are their own healers. Excellent. Well, can you give us a little taste of what all these instruments sound like together, and we can do maybe a few minutes of, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. of, of sound healing and a it's sound bath here for our audience? <laughs> Excellent. Let's hear all these instruments together. amazing that was so great thank you so much that was fantastic that was really really awesome thank you so much so i would love to take a couple questions from our audience here does anyone in our audience have questions for the folks from cosmic hearts what are the global or historical fruits of the sound bath take it away johnny um well traditionally um sound vibration like the tibetan bowls have been around for over 5000 years and um yeah so that's you know those are those are handmade and i i believe there's seven auspicious metals oh. um but yeah so that's over 5000 years old and i think the didgeridoo is 11000 years old but you know ancient times and people have been using instruments to get into different states of mind for you know yeah like I said beginning of time time. using it for therapy and and healing and you know all across our globe it's just you know we've we've lost a lot of these traditions and you know now's the time that we're bringing this kind of aspect back you know not only to our community but 
to to the world because it's in the time of need and you know healing is a huge thing that needs to happen right now for our planet and and for people and yeah so and it's passive so you don't need any experience and you don't have to do anything like you said you just arrive and you show yeah. up and then you you lay down and you go to bed come take a nap yeah adult sleepover <laughs> yeah and egyptians used Tuning forks, like big giant tuning forks you'll see in uh, hieroglyphics. There's actually a good show on Gaia TV right now um, about sound. Do you, do you remember what it was called? It's, um, it's, it's on Gaia TV if you, if you want to look it up, but it's, it's really, um, yeah, it's really amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Do we have any other uh, questions from our audience here? groups and sometimes individual what would you say the difference between those kinds of things are like the experience in which people feel things I know there's a communal aspect and an individual one but that's an excellent question Jamie so um, I can personally speak on that I do both and so group healings I think we mentioned and we didn't go too far into detail but Group healings are so much more powerful in any dynamic, no matter what it is. If it's, um, if it's chanting, if it's yoga, when you're practicing together with a group, it's just, it's power in numbers. So the more people you have with the same intention, with the same purpose, with the same focus, and with the, you know, the goal of, of being able to relax or release, um, when you're doing that, again, power in numbers. So it, it elevates and it heightens the experience. And, and um, I think group is where it's at. Of course, sound baths can then be individualized into more of like a sound healing for say one person. And that can also be really powerful because you have all the focus on just, you know, the one practitioner is focusing on one person. And of course you can use much more like um, instruments just on them with them. Um, all are super beneficial and really, really something that more and more people should be, should be uh, becoming interested and or looking to um, book <laughs> selfless promotional <laughs> plug. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a great opportunity for you to talk about the upcoming event. So it's at Cyprus. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about this event at Cyprus? When is it? How can people find out about it? What are the deets? Yeah, so um, Cosmic Brunch, of course. Cosmic being from Cosmic Arts. Um, brunch, because who doesn't love brunch? <laughs> um, and... It's the J July 31st, this Sunday, at Cyprus in Midtown. We open the day with a 10 a.m. somatic yoga class taught by a good friend, Jax. And um, Formentera Ibiza Yoga is the name of the company that she's created, um, which, of course, Ibiza is... Um, obviously in Spain, so she did a lot of work there, but she's here and she's teaching and she's amazing and it's 45 minutes with a little break in between and then 11 a.m. we go into our sound bath for an hour and then directly following the end of the sound bath we have about five to seven different body worker or energy working practitioners that you can book individual sessions with and then we also have tarot reading, astrology readings, and um, some some just vendors, like really cool, um, just all kinds of unique vendors. An artist, we like I mentioned earlier, Crystal. Um, we also have a vintage clothing vendor. We have an apothecary vendor. Um, there's a couple different vendors that have really amazing candles. Um, there are. Yeah, Healing One is our is our collaborative partner for this particular one. So they'll be there with a bunch of information about their floats and then some, um, I know, yeah, just probably like merchandise, product, things of that nature. Um, a couple of their really incredible massage therapists and uh, Ricky member, our Ricky team members. And then Chaz will be there doing the sound bath with us. 
Excellent. And we we live in the internet world. Where can people find you online? If they can't make it on Sunday, but they want to follow what's going on, are you on Instagram? Or yeah, we're website? on Instagram, um, cosmic underscore hearts underscore. And then, um, of course, Healing One is... Healing One World. Healing One World. Um, and then uh, we have... We're on the Cypress website. The Yoga Sound Bath is a ticketed event with a sliding scale donation payment through Eventbrite. You can find it on a link for our Instagram through Cosmic Hearts or on this on Cypress's website. And then also we have this time we have a food truck called it's a good food truck. You should come out and <laughs> check it out. So embarrassing. I, I, I wanted Northern to... Envy. Ah yes, Northern Envy. Yeah, very good. I just met him, so <laughs> I had to pull that one out of the the uh, crevices of my brain. Really fast Please on don't. that. Um, these these cosmic brunches and these cosmic heart sound baths are really a great way for our community to um, introduce themselves and be introduced to a lot of our healing community. Um, and so, if you're out there and you're looking for uh, a healer or healing community to um, get involved with or work with or be a part of. And to get to try out. Yeah. That's such a cool part it, of it. It's such a great part. That was the part that really got me, you know, because so many people want to come and try and experience a sound bath or a massage from, or an energy healing or. Not knowing the therapist, it can be a little intimidating. Right. So especially this, this brunch is a great way to come and have like a five, 10 minute tarot reading or um, just talk with a massage therapist or an energy healer and just really kind of vibe out your community. So these are great ways for our community to get involved if you're interested in seeking more healing or health. Amazing. Thank you all so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Like I said, this is only the second live episode that we've done here at Black Rabbit Mead. Thank you all so much in the audience for being here. Really Thank appreciate you, everybody. Thank you so much. Amazing. Wow. Feeling the love. Thank you all in the audience so much, and thank all of you, my guests, for being here today thank and being you. on the podcast. So it is much. really, really great to learn things. One of the things I love about this podcast is I get to meet all kinds of new people who know things that I don't know and who are doing things that I'm not that familiar with, and I get to learn along the way. So thank you all so much for being here thank and you, sharing Connor. this time with us. Thank mm, you. It was so a really, pleasure really and honor to be it. here, and thank you thank to you. Black Rabbit for hosting. Yes, thank you so much, Black Rabbit. Black Rabbit Mead. I'd say we crushed it. Killed it. Good job, everybody. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Awesome. Bye.